I wonder if anyone will care that I'm doing this in my robe today. Parado. Robe. Oh. What's up, everybody? It is your favorite fat girl, Saucy West. And welcome to your new favorite podcast. Ayo, fat girl. (laughs) I love saying it. Ayo, fat girl is a podcast that's made by a fatty for a fat community. I am here to spark conversation, incite change, and make people a little uncomfortable. And remember, even when I'm reading you, it's always led with love. Y'all, <laughs> it has been a crazy couple of weeks for me, okay? Like, doing this was a huge undertaking that I knew. I knew what I was getting into. But then life starts happening in the midst of that. And I'm like, all right, so how are we going to navigate this? What are we going to do? And I'm like, we just got to keep it pushing. We got to keep it going. Um, Someone tried to break into my car. Well, actually, they were successful at getting into my car. (laughs) They um, got the key cylinder out of my door handle. They actually took my key cylinder out my door handle and got into my car, removed the um, plastic housing from around my steering wheel. So all my wires are exposed. And then they jacked up my ignition. And so I have to get all of that fixed. And, (laughs) you know, that costs money. And, um, I'm using my dad's car. Thank God that, you know, my dad has two vehicles that he could help me out. (laughs) But it's like this Buick and me going from driving a Suburban into a Buick. It's like getting into a clown car, (laughs) which triggered um, my back issue. (laughs) And I'm like... We're just going to have to keep, we're just going to have to keep pushing because we got to get the kids to school and we got to handle business. So we're getting into a Buick. All of this is getting into the Buick, but it's good. It's good. Everything's going to be okay because we are about to get into fat topics. You, 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 you a chicken McNugget and I'm a Big Mac. <laughs> Bad Topics is a part of the show where I take a look at news articles, things I've seen on the internet, and I discuss them from a marginalized standpoint. A lot of the times, the things that are written about us are from a viewpoint of anti-fatness, discrimination, um, and privilege. And I'm just taking those news stories and talking about them from my perspective. So... (laughs) Um, this story is actually from before Halloween, um, and this is, um, a story that has to do with Remy Bader, 
and she was doing what she does, um, doing a clothing try on or I'm sorry, a costume try on because she went to the spirit of Halloween store and, you know, her spill, if you don't know who she is, she's a TikTok creator who rose in popularity from doing try on hauls and giving critiques to brands about their fit. Um, she's a smaller fat person, um, of course, with and she was comfortable with her p- place that she had and the privilege that she had within that space. Right. So, so much that she was given an opportunity to do a size expansion with Revolve. And with that size expansion, um, she collaborated with them. And I think it went up to a 2X. If I'm wrong, let me know in the comments. But the expansion went to a 2X and she received some backlash because of that. And it was because people related to her and her content because people relate to needing and wanting clothes that fit correctly and having access to clothing that fits them in general. And of course, she had people who followed her that were larger than her. And everyone was questioning, well, you had this opportunity. Why didn't you go larger than a 2X? And when people started questioning her, she began to block people (laughs) and delete comments. And I was one of those people as well. She blocked me. But, um, yeah, so she also has been in the news as of late because she um, was talking about being on Ozampic and she got off of Ozampic and gained a significant amount of weight back. And because her proximity to thinness and privilege were getting further (laughs) from one another, um, she was very emotional because of that. And I'm like, Dude, like, that's what happens when you don't think about people who are larger than you. When you're in that, when you're a small fat or mid fat and you have the privilege of being able to go into stores and to buy things and you have the privilege to the point where Brands are looking for you. You're making money off of being a social media creator because you are a white woman who is socially acceptable, even as a plus size woman, right? And then you get bigger and because you weren't empathetic or sympathetic towards people who are larger than you now, you're feeling a little bit out of place, But I'm not, I'm sorry. I can't be empathetic towards someone who wasn't empathetic towards community when we were asking questions. Um, I'm not sure, but I think that the collection with Revolve ended up going up to a 4X, which still is not good enough. I'm sorry. It just isn't. 
uh, 4X expansion is just not good enough. Um, I believe that 5X should be the industry standard. And then from there, they should all always be looking to scale up because everyone deserves access to clothes. Okay, so let's bring it back to the <laughs> to the article. So she did a try on haul for the Spirit of Halloween store. And she was talking about how, you know, she was trying on different things and some things fit differently than others. And, you know, I'm, I'm just going to give my thought on some things. I, I believe that sometimes she buys stuff that's a little bit smaller. I think she wants the clickbait. I think she wants the the engagement and the reach because if, if you've seen the drastic differences in some things, it's like this, I don't know. I don't know. Again, that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. <laughs> but um, she was trying on these um, costumes and saying, oh, I tried on this skeleton cat suit and then I tried on this Glinda the Good Witch um, costume and it fit too big and blah 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 okay so my question is like (laughs) what are you going to do all right what is going to be the end result for you now now that you have done an expansion with Revolve now that you have um, gained weight and, you know, are experiencing um, different types of situations when it comes to finding clothes. Um, and you have the notoriety and the privilege to help people who are larger than you. What are you going to do about this? What, like, you know, let's just say... Spirit of Halloween reaches out to her and says, you know what? We've seen what you were talking about. You know, we've seen it, um, the the news article, and we've seen your, your TikTok that you did. You know, let's work together on seeing how we can make the fit better. So what what is going to be your move with that? Because, again, they're not going to go to, you know, a super fat or an infinity fat creator and say I want to work with you they're going to come to you because you have the privilege right what are you going to do (laughs) what are you going to do um for people who are larger than you that's the first thing second of all is like are you going to push for the spirit of Halloween to carry those sizes if they say okay let's scale up we're going to offer five and six x in costumes if they scale up are you going to carry those sizes in store so people can have access to that so people can go in store and shop for their halloween costumes right um and just be responsible with that type of collaboration just Always remember the people who are more marginalized than you and walk into that situation with that energy, right? Like that's like that's my like that's my advice for anyone who has that kind of privilege 
and you are a creator. Always think about the people who are bigger than you because most likely your followers are made up of all types of different bodies from the spectrum of fatness. And these people come to you on a level of relatability, right? So I think that you should always think about those people when you're stepping into a situation with working with the brand. But that's just my opinion. And, you know, I'm going to get a little bit deeper into that later on. But, um, you know, when, 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 when you have um, the opportunity to do something within this industry that's going to impact people, I, I feel like it should, you should just be thoughtful, Right. You should just be thoughtful about what you do. And with that, you know, I just, I I always hope and pray that people are successful in what they do. And that's that. All right. Enough with her. (laughs) And that was me being nice. I need y'all to know that. I, I went through this a thousand times in my head. I was like, what am I, I mean, but I... If I'm going to read, I'm going to be leading with love. That's what I said. So I didn't roast like I wanted to roast. (laughs) Okay. Um, uh, So another story that I found and, you know, I thought it was I thought it was a little interesting. Headline is widower backed for refusing to let overweight daughter get married in her late mother's wedding dress. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, let's see, in a heart-wrenching conflict between preserving memories and starting new chapters, one father has taken to the popular online platform Reddit to seek guidance on a difficult decision. Um, he shared a deeply personal account of a dispute that erupted over his late wife's wedding dress. Two years after losing his wife, who was petite and weighed about 115 pounds, (laughs) the widower found himself in an emotional debate with his eldest daughter. She expressed the desire to wear her mother's wedding dress for her own nuptials in 2025. But the father immediately expressed concern about the feasibility giving the significant size difference between mother and daughter. When the daughter proposed altering the dress to fit, he hesitated. His research revealed that the necessary modifications would entail essentially cutting up 
the cherished garment. I don't know my daughter's weight, but she is overweight. It would need to be sized up quite a bit. I don't know why I'm doing this with an accent. (laughs) That's what he said. Okay. Um, The father's reluctance to let the dress be modified led to accusations of gatekeeping his late wife's belongings. Despite offering an alternative of wearing some of her mother's jewelry, tensions escalated leading him to seek perspectives from the online community. And he went to Reddit. (laughs) Out of all the places in the world, (laughs) he went to Reddit. Like, (sighs) come on now. We all know that Reddit is the place where that hates fat people. Reddit Reddit uses every opportunity to talk about fat folks. And you're going to go there and put your daughter on the chopping block. Now, mind you, of course, on Reddit, you you are hitting behind a username. You know, you may not have your photo up. But still, all in all, here, here's your daughter to be served on a platter to the people of Reddit. Which is crazy. Um, so my initial thought was that this is really sad. Like, I know from losing my mother that this has to be a lot on her. Like, um, and I'm not discounting the father's emotions at all. But your daughter is about to get married and you want to fat shame her. <laughs> like, she's getting married. She's lost her mother. And you want to fat shame her. Like, I feel like that's crazy. I mean, (laughs) like, you, like, I I understand the process of grieving, okay? Like, I get it. I get it. But read the room. (laughs) Read the room, Dad. First of all, like, let's... And in the comments, tell me, tell me if I'm not, tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. Cause I feel like this is not, I feel like this is sad. I feel like this is sad and I feel sorry for the daughter. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling more sorry for the daughter. Uh, tell me what you think. Let's, let's, let's talk about it. <laughs> let's talk about it. Um, I know from being in the fashion industry, that there can be things done to still preserve the dress and give her an opportunity to have a piece of her mother with her. But he didn't even try to discuss that. (laughs) He goes immediately into the body shame. I know my daughter's overweight. My my wife was a deep 115-pound lady. Dude, what is happening here? (laughs) Like, come on. And again, like you have to put this on Reddit. Like you have to put this on Reddit. This this post has been comment. It has over forty seven hundred comments on this post, and has been like whatevered on you do on Reddit, reposted or replied or whatever over thirteen thousand times. 
So people are giving their opinions. And a lot of these people are siding with the father. Okay. A lot of these people are siding with the father. Um, it was also mentioned in the article that he has another daughter, a younger daughter. Um, but she's tall. <laughs> and he was like, well, she can't wear it either because she's tall. So basically both of y'all shall look for having a piece of your mother with you when you guys are getting married. You know, somebody was agreeing with him, like, you know, this is the dress that she wore to get married to you. So you should be, you know, able to t to say whether or not your daughter can, you know, have this dress or not or manipulate this dress in some way. Um, These are your memories and you have every right to say you're not ready to let it go yet. Grief is brutal, and we all cope differently. I think the jewelry was a great alternative. That was uh, so what somebody said. I'm like, okay, the jewelry's fine, but <laughs> she wanted the dress. She wanted the dress, and, you know, again, being in the industry, I know that there are ways to do this without totally ruining. Like, I get, I can understand that she was like, I want to take the material of the dress and make a totally new dress. I'm like, no, she's not saying that. Um, I'm like, obviously there will be no resolution to this, like, especially because of the sensitivity of the subject. But I mean, just me sitting here, I, I came up with like, you know, taking a piece of the dress from an unsuspecting place, right? Just taking a piece of the dress and then like being able to put it back after like, People are, one, like, I know a couple of pretty amazing <laughs> seamstresses. Like, I know this can be done inconspicuously and give her something so she can have her mother with her when she gets married, right? Getting a replica made. I, I mean, like, I know it's not going to be the same, but the father even, like, Saying, you know what, let's just try to get a replica made. And then, like, even taking a piece of it, like, putting those things together, getting the replica made, and then getting a piece of the garment from the inconspicuous place and making that a part of the replica, right? I mean, what do you think? Let, let me know what you think. <laughs> because I just... I just feel like it was so extreme to go for her weight. Like, that was just like, I just don't think it's right. I'm sorry. That's just me. <laughs> that is just my prerogative. All right. So, 
not gonna not gonna beat a dead horse on that where uh, just let me know what you think in the comments so someone from the patreon asked me to give advice to new influencers creators models whatever and I like I had to think about that because I don't feel like even though I've been doing this for 12 plus years I don't feel like I am the person to give advice on something like this because I don't think that I have achieved the success that a lot of my peers have in this industry. Um, you know, have I walked a lot of runways? Yes. Um, you know, but I've never been signed to an agency. I've never been on a major publication before. I, you know, have never had a brand deal with like a big box brand before like I've never did a collaboration or like a partnership where I was like on a website or you know like I, I I've never had that before like I I feel like I'm an underground model you know like I've been in this for a while but you know as far as like on my my social media presence like I I don't have the blue check <laughs> you know, um, I don't have like I haven't amassed a whole bunch of followers like I, I don't really know. Um, I don't I don't really know or think that I can give advice like that. And I get kind of torn when people ask me to do it. But I I was like, okay, you know, I'm just going to, like, talk through, like, my thought process when it comes to things and, like, give my perspective on how, like, I kind of did stuff. And <laughs> I'm not saying that that is the right way at all. Like, if you want to be mainstream this is not this is not the way <laughs> right because i am i went and did it a totally different way okay so um the thing that i had to do first was know that before i was an influencer or a creator that i was a consumer and I went into being an influencer with consumers' eyes, right? And I think that at first, when I was just getting started, and I was like, you know, just wanting to like create content and just wanting to be seen, that I was just, I was working with people. With, with just anyone, you know, I would make content and 
you know, shit wasn't fitting right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and but I just, I did it and I posted it. And I regret doing that because I wasn't looking at things through consumers' eyes. If I re- if I went somewhere and I got this garment, would I buy it? If I went somewhere and got it, went walked into a store, went into the dressing room, and got this exact same thing, would I buy it? And that is where I am right now when it comes to working with brands. Um, looking at brands from a consumer standpoint with a buyer's eye, if this wasn't gifted to you and you brought it, what would you think? Are you just giving them shine on your page in hopes of getting free shit? Or do you feel comfortable with this stuff? That would be the first thing that I think about. And that's just being honest. Does this really make you feel good? Or are you just trying to fit in? Like that was something that I I wrote down. And I say that because I've worked with Fashion Nova before. Okay? And I was so excited about working with Fashion Nova. Like, I was like, oh my God, I'm working with this brand. And hopefully... I can work with them and do a size do a size expansion and I'm going to be the pillar of the community. <laughs> but <clears throat> it didn't happen like that. It didn't go down like that. <laughs> I was wearing that stuff. I was getting clothes. Some of it didn't fit. And they were like, "Oh, just keep it. Give it away. Pick something else." And I had to go in there and be like, oh, well, this was made with X amount of spandex. So I know I can probably fit it if it's made with X amount of spandex. I'm not shopping like that. I was trying to fit my 5X body into 3X clothing because I just wanted to work with a brand. And I'm like, why was I doing that? And when I would post things and I would look back at it and I just was like, I don't even feel good about what I'm posting like I don't even feel like this is this is what I want to (laughs) do but because I wanted to work with a brand I did it but it was short-lived because my conscience was like and I had to end the partnership I was like if y'all want to ever expand your sizes hit me up And that was years ago. They were like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And child, we still ain't seen it. We still ain't seen it. (laughs) All right. So what feedback would you give a brand if you actually paid for it? So let's just say you receive something. It fits. But... Maybe the the cup size wasn't, you know, it wasn't really comfortable on the bra. Or maybe you received a dress and, you know, 
the the waistline was a little bit funky. Like the measurements weren't really right on it. And, you know, you got it, but like, are you comfortable with giving the brand feedback? If a brand sent you something, a gift, are you going to give that brand feedback? Or are you scared to because you think the brand isn't going to work with you anymore? Um, so I've worked at startups for a long time and I've worked at a startup where I was really close with the CEO, like literally meetings. We were, you know, right next to each other offices, like, yeah. And even though I worked delivery logistics, I was a part of marketing, R&D, operations, et cetera, et cetera. And I remember her saying to me, I don't like a yes man. As a CEO, I don't want everyone agreeing with me. If we're in a meeting and... I say, what do you think about this? Like, even though I really like it and I'm like excited about it, I want you to tell me how you really feel. Because we need that because somebody out there may feel exactly the way you feel. And because of that, I brought that with me. I brought that same culture with me. When it came to being an influencer, I was like, if I work with the brand and I critique them and they don't use me after that, then that I know what kind of brand I'm dealing with. Right. <laughs> like that's not something that I want to work with. That's not a brand that I want to work with um, because you're not really trying to provide the right fit for people who are my size and larger. Um, so being able to give a brand feedback comfortably is something that's important. So you got to always feel, feel comfortable with giving a brand feedback. Um, also, know the difference between when a brand has researched you Right. And when they just copy paste your username in an email, <laughs> I've had that happen so many times. Brand reaches out to you saying, oh, hello, saucy underscore. And I'm like, oh, we already know what that is. Then someone really reaching out to me like on my website email or, you know, even in my regular email. We're just saying. Hey, Saucy, um, I know that you're an advocate of inclusion and I know that you have did X, Y, Z and our brand is looking into blah, blah, blah. And we're like, it's please know that there's a difference in how a brand reaches out to you when they really want to work with you or if you're just fitting into their analytics. OK, know that there's a difference.
um, you know, if if I were to have a master class, then you know, this is what I would say. Like, I'm I'm not I'm not a successful influencer, and I'm putting air quotes around this. Um, I honestly know that a lot of OGs in the plus size fashion industry, they they don't mess with me because I have different politics and how I talk critically about brands. Like, you know, I have not gotten into a place <laughs> where I can sustain solely on brand partnerships and collaborations. I'm I'm not at I'm not at that place, right? But you know, I feel like I can operate with some kind of integrity. And I'm not saying that the other ones don't have integrity. I'm saying for me, being a dark skin, fat, super fat, black woman, I have to have parameters around what I'm going to do within this industry because there are people who rely on what I am saying to be like, I'm going to support this brand. I'm going to give my money to this brand. I trust this brand. And that means a lot to me. Period. So I'm not a part of the in crowd. I don't get it. I don't get invited to the fancy parties and the and the brand trips and the brand. I don't I don't get I don't do it. But I have to be okay with that. Because that's the decision that I made when I said I was gonna do things differently. And that placed me in the slow lane of being an influencer instead of doing the fast track. I'm 42 now and I haven't hit my peak in this industry, but I'm slowly working my way there, but I'm doing it differently. And I hope that, you know, these younger people coming up take something from that and be like, you know what, I'm going to do things a little bit differently too. And that's that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so I did another Ask Me Anything on Instagram as well as on the Patreon. So I'm going to answer those few questions right now. Um, first one is, um, who are the activists that inspire me today? And um, what are some items that wish came in my size and um, not not clothing, but everyday items? So the activists who inspire me today are, um, of course, I'm going to say Tigress, Tigress Osborne. Like, I've known Tigress now, whew, um, 12 years, 12 years. Um, and every, every year she gets better and better. It's crazy. It's like the, her tenacity, 
is admirable. It's like watching her do what she does. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to be on that level one day. You know, I'm just trying to be there one day. Um, in this movement and make the impact that she has. Um, I'm proud to call her my friend. I'm proud to call her my mentor. Um, someone who I consult with often about decisions, about what I do, about what I should do. Like, it's like she knows how to calm my fiery Gemini butt down and say, hey, <laughs> chill out. <laughs> but um, I'm just, I'm grateful to be able to have someone like her um, in my life and, you know, be able to talk to her about everything, politics and, you know, fashion and, you know, girlfriend stuff and tigress because <laughs> I can I can ramble all day about that um items I wish came in my size I mean right now right now me and my couches are like in a war okay I got my couches in 2018 and it's 2023 and they're done. Okay. I did not research and didn't even think about researching like couches that <laughs> were for fat people. Like, I really, like, I went to the store, I sat on it, I was like, this seemed cool, it looked good, and I got it. Not doing that shit again. I promise you, next time I get a couch, I'm doing the research on what I should be getting for my size and making sure that's going to have longevity. If anyone has any recommendations for me, please leave it in the comments. Thank you. I appreciate you. Um, yeah, I, I, me and furniture, chairs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like that is what has been giving me the blues lately. Um, the next question was, how can a psychologist help with the movement? <sighs> wow. Um, I feel like as fat people, we need to be affirmed. And when we seek help, From the medical industry, whether it be mental health or physical, that we are always told one thing, and that is to shrink ourselves. 
And I, I found like even when I went into therapy or, you know, getting help with an eating disorder, it was always geared toward shrinking myself or um, the emphasis on like my physical health and not my mental health. And I feel like affirming people, listening to people and, you know, following through on that is the best way. Like I feel people in this industry can help in fat activist movements. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, I just, I I feel like I wish we had a safe space within the medical industry. So creating a safe space and affirming people when they come to you is probably a very good beginning. Um, that was a good, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> brands that fake their size inclusivity. Oh, God, people be wanting me to be messy. I think the first, the first, in you know, general thing is a brand that says they're inclusive, but they do not go past a size four X or a three X. Um. It's, it's it you're 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 not inclusive and you and you're not even striving for inclusion you're just lazy and you're comfortable and you don't want to try you cannot um pander and use inclusive language and you're not being inclusive um, there's a lot of brands that do <laughs> that fake inclus- inclusivity, and I, too many for me to name at this point. Um, but you know, and you see, and that's not even me trying to like. That's not even me trying to get out of the question. Like I've I've talked a lot of mess about a lot of brands. <laughs> publicly um if you want to look at any of the fight for inclusivity videos i did about brands um it i absolutely go in on some brands i could have went in on more brands but i wasn't getting the support um that i needed with that um, movement, and 
got a lot of trauma from fight for inclusivity but <laughs> um yeah but if you look back at those at that time that was uh august 2021 i think that's what happened yeah look back at those videos <laughs> you know what there there is a brand that i wanted to talk about <laughs> And it's called uh, Shiny by Nature. It, they, they were brought to my attention because they said that um, their 3X to 5X were, weren't selling. And they're going to stop um, creating clothing for that size range. And <laughs> when people were you know, responding to that, they were deleting and blocking people. And when I went to that page, all you seen was the brand owner modeling the clothing and like a thin guy. And I'm like, how are how is anyone supposed to know that you sell these sizes when all we see is you and you're a small fat. I went on the website and it's the same thing. So I think that that's, you know, you, you, talk, you talk about inclusion, but where are your, if you sell it, if you sell a 3X, 4X, 5X, we need to see a 3X, 4X, 5X model. In your stuff. Just saying. Um, yeah, that's me being messy for the day. All right. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so plus size influencer versus fat activism. Um, When I first got into this industry, I remember being told that I should not delve into politics being a plus size influencer. I should just be, you know, a pretty hanger. I should not talk about the issues. Um, I should not use the word fat. Um, I should not post photos of myself with no clothes on or with like, you know, bikini or, you know, showing too much of my skin. I remember being told these things. Coming into being an influencer. And all of that was what I was doing as a fat activist. And I was like, well, well, why can't I be both? And that's me. I'm both, right? But as I said before, when you're being an influencer, that's all you're doing. You are just 
talking about the brands, you're posting, you're not getting into the politics, you're not talking about anything, you're not delving into the issues, you don't really care, you know, you might be operating in a certain type of privilege, you might not be, you know, you might, you know, you there because there are super fat people who don't talk about political stuff on their platforms. And an activist is radical. An activist talks about the issues. An activist isn't afraid to be fat. And that's the difference. You can tell what the difference is. You can see what the difference is. It's very, very apparent. When you are looking at, you're going through your your feed, and you are following a plus-size influencer, and you're following a fat activist. You can tell the differences in the conversation that's being had. So that's that. Like, you, it's very, very, it's a very defined line. Um, but I pride myself on being in the very comfortable intersection of plus size fashion and fat activism. So I think that is very beautiful. And you can do both. You can do both. All right, y'all. This is the end of the episode. And you see the vibes. I got my robe on. I'm ready to go to bed. But I am grateful for everyone who has been tuning in, downloading the episodes, and just showing me love. If you haven't already, make sure you head over to Instagram and follow at Ayo Fat Girl Podcast, as well as my personal page, Saucy underscore. And head on over to YouTube. And make sure you click that subscribe button and the notification bell so you can know when the latest episode is dropping. All right. And if you're oh so inclined, head on over to the Patreon and join the Dipset Nation. I mean, like, what are you doing? What are you waiting for? All right. We're going to be having fun. We're trying to build up the fam over there. It's going to be amazing. We're creating a safe space. You're going to be able to vote on topics. We got all kinds of stuff going on. Okay. We're going to be, you know, doing our thing over there. I am excited to be bringing you the next episode and I will see you all soon. And remember to always be fat and free without apology. And I am saucy. I'll see you soon.